0: Hello, Spirit School listeners. I hope you guys are all doing absolutely amazing. I know it's been a hot minute since I recorded a podcast episode. I wrapped up the Initiation Six Week Mediumship Foundations experience on July 31st, 2021, and I took two weeks off after that. Two full weeks off and one week completely offline in the woods with my family. Um, It was wonderful. It was beautiful. Uh, This is my first week back at work, and so I went onto my Instagram. If you guys don't know on Instagram at Squamish Medium, I go live all the time and just answering your guys' questions and just like sharing spiritual philosophies, just sharing different experiences that I've had recently. It's kind of the place um, where you get the most up-to-the-minute kind of going-ons in my spiritual practice and my life Um, and people just seem to like that level of access to me so I was just hopping onto an Instagram live I was there for an hour Um, if you go to the IGTV part of my page if you ever want to look at any of the past lives um, they're really fun they're really fun and so much comes out of them things that I don't even plan or expect and so I just asked the audience there I said you know Haven't recorded a podcast episode in about three weeks. What are you guys interested in hearing about? What do you guys want me to talk about? And they almost all said angels. (laughs) And so it was a beautiful conversation we had. And I did answer some of the questions on the IGTV. So if this is a topic that interests you, I have at least four IGTVs from the past maybe three months that have been fully focused on angels. So I do answer some of these questions there as well. And I think one of the reasons why I haven't focused too much of this podcast on angels is because it's something that's really complicated for me to talk about. When I talk about mediumship, I'm very embodied in my mediumship. I've been studying mediumship at one level or another since I was 14, but as a reader for the past eight years. And I have never taken a break from my development. I have taken a few breaks from providing services to people here, but I've never taken a break in my development. So I feel very embodied and rich of information when it comes to all things mediumship and all things spiritual entrepreneurship and having a thriving spiritual practice. I feel very embodied in that work when it comes to angels. Now, I have been studying angels from a theological lens, Um, I have studied angels under Kyle Gray for four years, I was one of his very first certified angel guides, meaning I completed every course he created, and met all the requirements to be listed on his website as a practitioner, and of course, you know, I've read the books, but I have to say that the way that I experience angels and how they work through me is different than anything I've ever read. So I suppose one of my limiting beliefs around sharing about angels has been, who am I? Much like, you know, mediumship back in the day when I was like, well, you know, spirit was really guiding me to be a mentor and a teacher. And I had the who am I back then as well. I think I did my first development circle when I was in 2017, uh, really early 2017 when I started doing home circles. And I had to encounter that, you know, imposter syndrome and who am I um, with mediumship some time ago, five years ago. And so when it comes to angels, I just think like, one, what can I add to this conversation? Two, I'm very fearful that by me describing my experience with the angels and how they connect with me and their purpose of working through me, I just don't want it to be limiting to someone else. Because what I experienced was learning how to pass along spirit messages um, you know, through cards and that's never resonated with me. I got all the angel decks, I took all the classes, but when it came time for the angels to come through me, that's not how they worked through me. So I felt like a black sheep in the angel reading world. I would be within um, Calgary's angel tribe, I was in that community for three years, and the way that everyone else was experiencing angels was so different from how I did. So all this to kind of just premise this discussion on what I'm about to share with you and the questions I'm gonna be answering is purely from my experiential lens. Now I am an experiential teacher, so even in mediumship, anyone who's taken a course with me or studied under me knows that when I do my teachings, I'm always sharing experiences that I have had personally to back up those teachings, whether they're tactical or whether they're philosophical. I have embodied personal experience with everything that I teach. So do know that while I'm talking about angels and answering these questions, it's from an embodied experiential lens. It may contradict what Radley or Doreen or, you know, Kyle have said. And it's never my intention to devalue, discredit or um, challenge anything else that has ever been put out there. Now, you can go back to a way long ago podcast episode if you can find it. For some reason, iTunes doesn't have all my podcast episodes up. If you go to podbean.com, which is my podcast host, I have all my episodes listed there if you're missing some of them. Um, but if you go to one an old, old episode, it's called Interview with My Five-Year-Old Daughter and Angels. I really share in more detail my background on how angels first started appearing to me. And the fact that I... Did not know what to make of angels because um, I really thought that catholics owned angels and so it never really resonated with me and um, because i've never been connected i wasn't raised in an organized faith um i definitely wanted to study theology when i was a teenager it was a big interest of mine i still do Uh, at current i'm reading um the gospel of mary magdalene and i'm absolutely loving it it's one of the most phenomenal books i've ever read and it just lights me up And so I will post the um, title and the author of that book, which is just basically the gospel of Mary Magdalene is quite small and short, but this is some commentary to it, um, which I absolutely love. And I think it's very beautiful. And it's the book that uh, Megan Waterston kept referencing in her book, uh, Mary Magdalene Revealed. Um, She kept referencing this book. So I went to that book and it's phenomenal. I can't, I can't even. So I've always been interested in this kind of stuff without a doubt, but Angels started appearing to me as numbers and then colors. So at first they got my attention through numbers, the number 444, Uh, for months I'm a bit of a slow study, you've heard me say quite a few times on this podcast, so it did take me quite a while to realize that this is how they were communicating with me and so I just started following the hints of the numbers and then I had a camera in my daughter's room as parents nowadays do though this was in 2013 and on the camera we kept capturing lights just constant lights like I have them up on YouTube hidden hidden because these light shows are just unbelievable and my daughter would be like talking to something and then As I started opening up my awareness, my energy to connect with angel energy, I realized that was angels. Now, before I knew it was angels, I was in a bit of a fear state because there is somebody in spirit who I would not want around my daughter. And so I remember seeing those lights and worried that it was that person. And I remember smudging her room every day and with conviction saying there are no beings of spirit allowed in this room. Like just to keep it super clear. No one's allowed in this room, but it was like all these beautiful lights. So then as I kind of, you know, lean into divine grace, which is really the replacement of fear with love, which is what the angels really, that's what their message is for us, right? It's the law of divine grace. As far as I'm concerned, they are the gatekeepers of this divine law of turning anything fearful into love. And so through the, you know, really learning about the divine law of grace, um, replacing that fear that it could be somebody who I'm not a fan of in the spirit side of things um that it was angels and then once I kind of came to that realization they appeared more they appeared stronger they appeared in full color and then I started being able to see these lights with my naked eye now I will say even to this day when we look at clairvoyance they're subjective and objective objective is with the naked eye subjective is with the mind's eye now to this day the only subjective clairvoyance that I get on the regular is angels and as light Um, And I see them as balls of light. And the other interesting thing that maybe differs me from some other people who talk about angels and keep in mind, I'm only, you know, maybe six years into my angel work experience. So I have a long way to go and maybe I'll experience more as I go along. I'm sure I will. But I've only ever had archangels connect with me. So I love this concept of guardian angels, but I haven't yet experienced From what I am aware of in this point in time, a guardian angel. It's always been archangels, namely the ones that have mostly worked with and through me. And this is a lot of them, so I'm about to list a lot of them. But Jophiel um, made herself aware very early on. Gabriel, I would say, is one of the top three. Michael. I mean, just constant. Uh, Raphael here or there, without a doubt, um, and Uriel. So these are the kind of five that have mostly made themselves aware to me through their light, and I have a different color for each one of them and how they appear to me. When I went into anaphylactic shock a month ago, I was hospitalized, and I was going through anaphylactic shock, and my airways were closing up. As my dad was driving me to the hospital, I had a new angel come to me, and she appeared in red. I still don't know who it is, if. If I were to, now I'm talking about it, I feel like it could be Mother Mary, to be honest with you, um, who we know is Queen of the Angels, because I was in this moment where looking out the window, my eyes were closing shut, my airways were closing shut, and I remember thinking and saying, if I go today, I'm happy, i can leave a very happy and fulfilled woman and then this red light appeared to me right in front of me again I saw it with my naked eyes and I was overcome with love and I knew I was going to be okay and so yeah anyway so just so you guys know too like when these things kind of happen to me i don't necessarily know everything that's going on either i don't have all the answers in an instant for some reason i do believe (laughs) i do believe based off of my dms that people expect me um or maybe other mediums as well to like know everything it's like i'll get dms all the time people saying you know oh i had a knock yesterday or a dish fell off the counter who was it i'm like i don't know (laughs) i don't know how you can think that i would know and i would be very worried for um anybody who claims that they do know but even for myself i see this beautiful red light in a time of need all i knew is i was going to be okay i don't know who it was or whatnot i do get the sense now as i'm talking about it and putting a voice and the energy of my voice behind the experience the resonance does come through with a bit of mother mary energy who i'm very very connected with and i've received miracles from so um all those stories can come through at the podcast so So one thing we were talking about on Instagram and I've seen this time and time and time again is when people hire me for a mentor there there's a lot I know about um you know I know a lot about mediumship I know a lot about the language of spirit I know a lot about soul and psychic readings I know a lot about angels business spiritual entrepreneurship quality of life overcoming fear and doubt like there's all these different things that people can click on that they want to work with me with right? And it's always good for me to kind of get a sense. Like I get a lot of people who don't want to learn about mediumship that hire me as a mentor. And so it gives me a good idea of where to put my time and energy and resources to support them and their intentions of working with me. So what I've noticed is through the years of doing this, that everyone takes angels for one thing. Two, almost every time I introduce somebody to the angelic energy, they become obsessed with it they become every session after that can we do more of the angels can we do more of the angels can we do more of the angels like the energy of being alongside nearby within the same energetic resonance as an angel there is nothing i have experienced in this life that compares to that elation, that expansion, that love, that vibration, that frequency. I have not even the clearest, most profound, most healing reading through mediumship have I had has compared to what I feel and sense when I'm in the presence of angels. And that's what some of the Instagram audience was noting, too, is like the first time I connected with angels, I became obsessed. It's very easy. (laughs) It's very easy. So there's that. And then I had people asking about like, what do I just talk to them? Like, how do I like, what do I do? Um, I don't necessarily have a really clear answer for you. I will say that, of course, I do believe you can meet them clearly through meditation. Um, I even have a visualization on accessing the angelic realm. So if you're interested, just hit the link and it will take you to be able to download it for yourself if you if you want a guided visualization of what I typically take through but I will say that um, they guide me through something very different for different people um, based off their needs but I'll describe that in a minute now when I first started connecting with angel energy I was very skeptical right I was skeptical about mediumship as well and so I didn't have a clue on what I was doing so I would just literally talk to the angel energy like I talked to you guys and I would just say okay angels hey like I looked up 444 and you've been bringing it to me for about half a year now and apparently angels want to connect with me so here I am what do we do like what do I do and then I kind of got the inspiration that I just need to start asking for stuff so I started asking for weird things like appointments right had a baby and I was a paranoid mom and I live in a small town where there's more people than doctors available and something would happen to my daughter and i would just ask the angels i i'm calling this morning and i need to get in today i'm not going to be able to sleep tonight with this going on and i'd always get that appointment or i would you know have an emergency with one of my pets and there's like four parking spots or else you're parking blocks away. And I would say to the angels, I need green lights all the way angels and I need the spot outside the vet clinic. Cause how the hell am I gonna get this cat in a towel safely three blocks on a busy road. And so I would just talk to the angels, I need this spirit, like I need the spot in front. And I would drive and there'd be no spots and just as I'm pulling up to one of the four spots, someone would pull out and I would get it. And so I started building my trust you know, it might sound very um, surface, and I get that it's not very deep, right? But that's how I started building my trust with angelic energies, was simply asking for things. And not even in an affirmative way. And what I learned most through the work of Kyle Gray has been um, this concept of affirmative prayer, which I use all the time now. And I've never veered back to what I just gave you an example of is a prayer from the lens of scarcity, right? And so that energy and the energetics is off, though it always did work for me. I can feel the energetic vibration leaving my body when I um, ask spirit for things in that way versus if I were to say, you know, thank you angels for giving me the front parking spot so I don't have to get clawed to death walking my cat down the street and potentially lose him. Um, So I say it from an affirmative way as in the sense that it's already there, right? And then when I use affirmative prayer, when I'm talking to the angels for things like um, when I was trying to quit my job, right? I was like, you know. I really need this to be an easy discussion. So thank you for influencing my two bosses to ensure that the way that we leave each other is one of love and grace and dignity and respect. And um, if not this, then better. And so I would literally say my prayer as if it was already happening. And I would always leave it with, and if not this, then better. Like, blow me away. Right. And this is where I think when we pray for things, we have so much control and we um, have such a tight grip on our life and our experiences that we don't give the space and grace for spirit to work magic into our lives. Right. And so. I've had to really kind of learn to release and surrender that it's possible that things could come to me, not a way I want or have been expecting, but it could blow my mind and be so much better. So that's the power of affirmative prayer. And that's the power of, um, you know, releasing control by saying, if not this. Then better. So, therefore, to answer that question on do I just need to connect with them or talk to them or ask them? Yes. I mean, I didn't light candles or burn sage or hold a crystal. I literally just use the power of my voice and my intention. And I do believe there is nothing more magical in this life that we have in our back pocket than our intention. And so it's through the like even saying the word, I can feel Feel it in my solar plexus I, I feel powerful when I say that word intention and that really is the secret sauce of life and so I would use my intention and my voice to just reach out and ask for what I needed and I trust that if it comes awesome and if it doesn't there's divinity behind that as well and that's when we have to kind of like surrender and loosen our kind of chokehold that we typically have on our lives because we feel so out of control So whether you want to sit in a peaceful place, or you're driving, or you're walking in a park, you simply just have to place your thoughts to them, just invite them forward. And just say, you know, I'm curious about you angels, I hear about you, I've read a couple books, and I don't know how to personalize this experience with you, so I invite you to lead the way in that. And then just look for the synchronicities that start occurring. And for me, again, it started as numbers. And then, it's, then it ended up being light. And then I was able to start seeing those lights with my physical eye. And then after a few years of that, they came in with the love. And let me tell you, this was not a love I was prepared for before. I don't know what I would have thought about this level of love Um, in those really early developing days where I was still kind of like riddled with skepticism and maybe even a little bit of cynicism. And when they started coming near me with the essence of love, my whole life changed. It did change. And it, it came in times I wasn't expecting. I had one of these experiences this morning about divine love um, with my guides, Um, just sitting at breakfast by myself at a restaurant. And I had my head buds in and I was listening to some, I love ambient music. So I just listened to ambient music with no lyrics. And I remember being able to sense my three guides across the table from me. And I remember saying to them, I'm so lucky. And it's like that, that vibration of gratitude in which the world of spirit resides at that vibration, it cracked me open. And I got to sense the immense energy of divine love. And I remember one of my most profound experiences I had um, in the past couple of years, I was laying in bed, nothing spiritual was going on. I was just kind of like looking up at the ceiling, um, just, you know, trying to fall asleep. And all of a sudden my eyes started welling with tears and tears started streaming down my face, but I wasn't sobbing and I wasn't sad. And I, all of a sudden my heart just cracked open and I became completely, completely enveloped in the presence of angelic love and so when I think about the guide love the angel love they're a little bit different but not really and I remember just sitting there and at least for the first time being able to recognize you know not trying to fix it not trying to wonder what is this what's happening who is this who's here da 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 I knew it was the love of angel energy and I just sat in it and I marinated in it and I cried for like 10 minutes and I just felt so seen I felt so protected and again like oftentimes with me this is how come it's hard to teach things about angels because I wasn't looking for that experience. I wasn't even asking for anything. I just received it. And I think that over the years, through studying angels and having them prove to me time and time again that they're with me and there for me, whether they answer my prayers or not, they're still there regardless. I have such a blind faith with them now. I just like resonate in faith when it comes to their presence in my life. And so these experiences now come to me when I'm not even looking for them and they're always welcome and they're always... um, honored right also just a little disclaimer if you hear some background noise I'm not sure if the mic's going to pick it up I don't think it will because I use a dynamic mic but there's a house being built across the street and so there's some heavy machinery going just in case just in case one of the other questions I received was the difference energetically between guides and angels So the way that I kind of describe this is it's not just even the energetic difference, which to me is vastly different as somebody who really works in her clairsentience. Um, But their roles are very different for me in from what I have experienced in my life. And so you can listen to more of that if you want to catch the replay on IGTV. But just to answer the podcast or for the podcast purpose, the question is for me, It's like the energy of departed loved ones is very subtle. Even early before I upped my sensitivity, and people who have developed as mediums might resonate with this, um, but really early on in my development, it was even hard for me to discern the difference energetically between picking up the energy of someone who here was still living versus somebody who had passed to me the way I was perceiving it was the same but as I would be describing what I felt was a spirit communicator they would say to me like oh this sounds like my dad but he's still here and then I would have to kind of go back a bit and say okay well who is showing me this then because I know someone's showing me this but for me it was like even hard in those early days to kind of discern the difference energetically between those gone departed and those still living here now as I have developed and as I have like increased my sensitivity as a medium, it's easier for me to discern and differentiate now, but that did take some time. Now, when I tune into angel energy, so if I have a graph, one out of 10, human in this physical human experience would be at a one, the departed loved ones would probably be at a four five energetically in the frequency, guides maybe six, seven, angels are at like a 10, like it's such a vibrational difference. I feel I feel dizzy. Um, somebody asked if my heart quickened. Yes, absolutely. As I ascend to the angelic realms, which I do through visualization um, and intention. My heart does quicken. Sometimes my throat kind of tightens as well. Um, this could be a little bit confused with anxiety. A lot of people uh, miss, kind of interpret the anxiety to maybe a loved one in spirit being around because it's just the atmospherical and um, auric shifts that happen as you're connecting. But for me, it's a very noticeable and drastic shift of energy when I'm in the presence of angels or I'm working with angel energy. And the way I've described it before, and I continue to describe, and my student's have validated that they experience it like this as well is that I don't actually realize how much my energy is ascending until I start to come back down again and I start to feel my physical it's like it's almost like it's happening so gradual that you're being uplifted into the vibrational frequency that angels reside at that you know, only when I'm at my peak and I'm, I'm there can I feel maybe a little bit lightheaded. I notice that I'm sitting very tall. I notice that I don't feel heavy in my body anymore. And then as I start to come back down from those angelic realms, I feel aches and pains that I, you know, am so busy that I don't notice are there. Or I feel like the pressure in the back of my neck. Or I get a real good sense of what my body is actually yearning for because I start to notice my body a lot more because where I just, was was very ethereal it was very light and not dense at all and what we experience here in the physical is extremely dense so um, that's how I can kind of describe the energetic frequency and difference between angels and not Um, now one of the things I really wanted to explain I kind of touched on this a little bit earlier but it took me a long time to find my own work within the angelic realm because. I would be taking all these classes on how to pass along messages with cards and students that I have um, that hire me as their angelic mentors as well um spirit will guide me through that with them but what I found was when I try to do it like that it wasn't a huge resonance for me that's not how I was able to access the angelic realms it's like when I was doing readings and passing along angel messages for cards it felt very psychic to me um meaning like reading the energy of the person in front of me and even guides um passing along messages like it was still like impactful but it wasn't the same as when I meet them in the angelic realms and I was like okay so how for years i kept asking like what am i supposed to do with all of this like what do you want me to do with all this knowledge and all this energy that i've gained behind um connecting with the angels and going back even further in 2016 before I really launched a website and stuff and I was still a bit of a kitchen witch and I would you know just give cards to the people who found out about me and would get readings by me and I would just give them like two cards and just say tell your friends and that's how I grew my spiritual practice it was just word of mouth I was not online I was not advertising I didn't have um, any handles anywhere um, it was just purely word of mouth in squamish and um, my first card said I was an angel reader but it didn't take me very long to realize and understand that I can't just say angels come through for this person. Um, I I have to be very honest and I'm always very honest in my spiritual practice. So I would have to say to them, I feel like I'm picking this up from a grandma. I feel like I'm picking this up from you psychically or I feel like the guides are inspiring me with this. But I found really early on that I was not able to like conjure angels forward for a reading purpose. And I remember... I've told this story before, I know I have, but for my new listeners who don't go back so far, I remember um, doing a reading and I rented out my friend's house because my kids were at home and um, this girl was supposed to come for a reading and she you know, booked and canceled a couple times before and she felt really bad. And so when I opened the door to meet this girl, finally, there's a man standing there. I'm like, hey, uh, how are you? He's like, I'm so-and-so's father. Um, she couldn't come. She worked on call. So I totally got it. So she sent me and I just kind of laughed and I said, OK, are you up for a reading? Um, and he was like, yes, of course. I've never had one. I don't know what's happening. But I'm open for anything. And this has to be one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. I am so glad I met this person. When he left, I said, we're going to be best friends. And I feel so bad because we haven't hung out. And he just lives down the street from me. So I need to make more effort for that. He's such a sweetheart. And I remember sitting down in front of him and who came through but angels I was like come on I'm like this is the first guy I've read for in like maybe a year and I'm like and the angels are coming through I'm like oh my gosh and I remember saying sir do you believe in angels (laughs) he's like look I'm open to anything and I was able to bring through evidence from the angels of where they were present in his life and it was a very moving reading and he was in tears within a couple minutes and it was a really powerful experience and again, just validating for me that I just can't conjure angels forward. They come through when they're meant to come through and I don't know where, like fast forwarding quite a bit um, in my spiritual practice, but I don't know where... I can't remember the exact time, but I will notice that I noticed in my mentorship sessions angels coming through. And so I left corporate, as you know, in February 2020, went into lockdown March 2020, and my life got a little bit crazy, but when I left corporate, I assumed I would just be doing like nine, ten readings a week. Um, and that's how I would make my living. And that's how I would balance my, you know, momming, my wifing, my homing and my passion, my spiritual practice. But very, very early on spirit made it very aware that they wanted me to move into the mentoring and teaching just through who they were bringing to my awareness and my practice. And so my, my career and my practice ended up, being like 70% mentoring and teaching and only 30% doing readings, which again is not what I anticipated or expected, but I'm constantly just following the cookie crumbs of spirit. So that's where I ended up. So then in all these mentorship sessions, I would hear the angels in the morning say, we're doing a healing today. And I'm like, oh, healing, I don't, I've never done Reiki, I've never taken a healing class, like what do you mean we're doing healing? And you know, I would forget that that even happened, and I would go about my day, and I'd have a client come in front of me, and they would be very upset, and they would tell me something that happened, and then Spirit would reveal to me the source of the trigger, it actually has nothing to do with this, it has to do with this, and the angels would guide me through a visualization for them that would be unique for them that would take them to a space where the angels could do healing on them. And so I just gained the way that I surrender into my practice. I just started following their lead and what they were showing me. So I was like literally walking like a minute ahead of my client and they would take me into ascension in the angelic realms and I would just be there. I wasn't able to necessarily see what the sitter was experiencing I was able to see maybe a holographic version of it because they're guiding me through what to tell and like what to say. Um, so that person gets to that place and that vibration where they need to be. And then I would almost be looking down if I look clairvoyantly down on a globe and they would be in like their own healing bubble and having their own experience. And the way that spirit described it to me and I'm holding a clear quartz as I as I actually um, am recording this podcast because I like to fidget the way that the angels described it to me is that this kept happening and happening and happening to almost every mentorship client I had for some time. They're like, you're acting as an amplifier of our energy, right? So I'm kind of that middle point between the density of the human experience and the intense frequency of the angelic realms and i'm a bit of that middle space where i'm holding their vibration i'm holding their energy and i'm amplifying it so that my sitter my client gets to have a healing experience at that vibration they need to be the other thing the angels have told me very clearly is that they don't need me they can offer this healing without me But I receive healing in those experiences too and I receive more than likely even the sitter in those experiences of acting as a pure amplifier of their energy. And so that's how I kind of describe how angels work through me. Now, I've never been taught this. I've never heard anyone really talk about this, but I also haven't checked out a thousand angel teachers either. There's not very many good podcasts as far as I'm aware. Um, it's, it's hard because I'm such a practical person. <laughs> it's kind of a bit of a curse for me in my mediumship practice because like I'm just like I'm really practical and that doesn't resonate with everybody without a doubt and therefore I don't resonate with a lot of different people either even the mediumship mentors that I pick are very practical mediumship mentors none of them believe in angels not a single one of them I've never had a mediumship mentor that has um believed in angels talked about angels referenced angels and I've intentionally been asking my mentors as of late do you all of them have said no and so, again, you can't feel any more like a black sheep in the mediumship world than also marrying in this angel work that clearly has been aligned to me and for me. So, yeah, that's, um, that's a bit about angels um, and kind of my experience with them and how they work through me. They work through me for healing. Um, I'm still, you know, I would say I'm not an expert in it. I'm still at the whim of their disposal in the sense where I can't just say, okay, in the fifth out of eight session I'm having with my mentorship client, we're going to do an angel healing. Cause not every person who's mentored under me has had that experience either. Um, and I have to say when it comes to angels, it's simple, it's love, Their message is one of love. They want us to love ourselves. They want us to see the divinity and the light within all of us. They want us to know that loving others and loving ourselves is really a key component of living our highest potential within this experience that has come through very clearly with Mm -hmm. angels and that they're for everybody. And, you know, I used to think that I was not worthy enough to connect with angel energy even before I knew angels. It was a joke I used to say. I remember meeting my first mediumship mentor and I had a reading with her before I was mentored under her and she's like do you know that you have these abilities and I I said to her I was like I am not a pure person angels are not going to speak to me and I had a complex very early on that because of the poor decisions I have made in my life (laughs) that the world of spirit would deem me not a worthy messenger on their behalf and that couldn't be furthest from the truth And so one of the biggest healings within my own self and my own limitations has been really... You know, it's just been understanding that I am worthy of this path. And If you go to my website, it's the first thing you see. You are worthy of an expansive life because that is the road I have had to walk is one to worthiness. I'm worthy to be a medium. I'm worthy to be a good medium. I'm worthy of being a successful medium. I'm worthy of connecting with angels and I'm worthy of healing others even though I'm not fully healed myself. And I'm worthy of it all. And so are you. And that's a huge part of the work that angels, I feel, are here to do with us in these embodiments. So download the guided visualization if you're keen. Um, It's not studio quality or anything like that. But it can kind of give you a sense of what the angels walk me through when I'm with my clients. And also just talk to them right? Just talk to them like you would talk to your own loved ones. Don't complicate it. You don't have to be crazy about it. It just has to be intentional. Just be intentional with it and then just loosen up and loosen your grip around how you want them to come through for you and just know that if you're open to receiving that magic, it will be everywhere and you can't miss it okay so if you have any specific questions that you want to ask about angels and you want me to talk about on this podcast there's a link below as well that's to the speaker pipe it says leave the podcast a voicemail just ask me a question there and if you guys are interested in these topics around angels happy to share more about it. But again, um, I'm not someone who can just regurgitate things that I've read or heard other people say. I have to um, give it from a lived experience. So in that way, it may be a little bit limiting. um, But maybe that's just my fear, right? So we're working on it. We're always working on it. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much. I've missed you. And um, I'm counting down the days because Aboriginal medium Sean Leonard is being interviewed on September 6th. This is going to be the highlight of my career. That's the only interview I have planned in the future. Um, but I will have more. And I'll definitely have more podcast episodes. As you know, this is like one of my favorite places to be. And then come check me out on Instagram. If you love hearing my podcast topics, you'll love my Instagram lives. I have an IGTV full of them. Um, just get through the first five minutes of pleasantries, and we can get into the meat of the conversations. But I'm on Instagram at Squamish Medium. And that's pretty much the only place I hang out. All right, guys. Love ya. Bye.